Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 133. Today we are, we actually have a guest today. We did talk about, I think, briefly last time that we might have a guest. Uh, we have Jill coming back. Hey, Jill. Hi. Hey, Jill. Welcome. Thank welcome, welcome back. back Jill. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes. <laughs> Jill's Part mic sounds back. amazing. If you guys only knew how it was set up, you would know why. Anyways. You're going to hang this over my head the whole episode? No, not at all. Only if you bring it up again. Okay. You brought it up. If if your sound goes bad or something, we're going to be like, um, Jill, you need to Technical difficulties. Now it's got to be a recurring joke. No. Uh, So we are going to just be going over what we've been watching, TV show, movie-wise, and then I review the new Disney Plus film, Pinocchio. So without further ado, let's get into what we're watching. Hey, what you watching? All right, so back by popular demand, it's what we're watching. No, not really. I wish. Well, may- maybe. That's maybe not true. I know this. a few people that actually have been missing what you've been watching. So uh, people Who like this segment. Who is it? My, my wife Who and <laughs> no, one. She generally likes it too. Yeah, they like you to know hear what we're watching. My niece Carrie also was like, "Hey, See? If you guys do what you're watching." So. Popular demand, Marco. Like you said, people want this. There you go. Sorry, we did a ton three of Coppola three. movies. <laughs> Still more to come. Say something else. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, without further ado, we're gonna start what we're watching with our honored guest, Jill. Yes. Kick us off. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I've been watching Only Murders in the Building. Um, which is a show on Hulu. I'm a little late to it. If you remember, I'm late to all of the hyped shows. Um, so I just finished season one. It's on Hulu. It's got Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez. And they play um, neighbors in a really cool building in New York. And they're all obsessed individually with this uh, true crime podcast. Mm-hmm. And then someone in their building gets murdered and they like have a really cool little meet cute and then they decide they're going to follow the investigation or do their own investigation. Um, it took a couple episodes for me to get going. Um, but I ended up watching it on a plane, which I love watching <laughs> shit on planes because you just sit there and can really focus on it. Um, and the first time. season was incredible. I loved it. It's so quirky and funny and cute. Um, Martin Short is adorable. Steve Martin is so lovable. Um, I just started the season two though, and they've had two cameos or guests. I hope they're not regulars. Um, but Cara Delevingne and, um, oh, what's the blonde that no one, Amy Schumer. <laughs> I'm like, no, please don't be in this season. I don't want to. So they're both in the first episode and I'm like, please don't do it. Um, but anyways, that's what I'm watching. And then I did watch a movie on the count of three, which is also on Hulu, and it's got Christopher Abbott in it, who played Charlie in um, the, uh, Girls, the Lena Dunham HBO movie, uh, TV show, and I just loved him. So I saw a very short clip and was like, I'd watch anything he was in. So I watched it without watching the trailer. I liked that, but it has a massive trigger warning for suicide and abuse um it is also starring someone named jared carmichael 
So it's his directorial debut, which I love when people direct and are in it. Um, but it's really heartwarming. It's funny. It's very sad, but like, it's a whole story. The all of human emotion is in it and it's only an hour and 15 minutes long. Nice. So I'm like, they killed it. And, and it did so much for how short of a movie it was. I actually watched it twice in one week because oh. I recommended it to someone and was like, let me make sure that wasn't the wine talking. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> if the, if the trigger warnings of suicide and abuse don't completely turn you off, it's definitely worth a watch. Big recommend. W- would it. you, would you say that the trigger warnings are, are warranted? Like, Absolutely. So mm -hmm, the whole premise is the trigger warning, (laughs) Got it. but it's about friendship at the end of the day. So I loved it. And it's streaming where? Hulu. Hulu. Oh, both on Hulu. Wow. Two for two Mm -hmm. on Hulu. It it made like a 50 grand in the box office. So (laughs) I don't think people (laughs) want to watch a movie about this, Um, but it did well in like the um, film festivals and stuff. And I think for a directorial debut, um, Jared Carmichael killed it. Nice. I loved it. Right on. Can you compare it to anything that you've seen before or is this just something um, abstract? It had, it had very indie, like Little Miss Sunshine kind of vibes where like okay. it had a very serious like thing happening, mm-hmm. you know, in the attempted suicide in Little Miss Sunshine. But it also had like the spirit of love and family and relationships. And then it had really good humor. There were times I was like laughing and crying and mm-hmm. like, or laughing and scared at the same time, or sad and heartwarmed at the same time. Um, so I'd compare it to that. So it's not all like doom and gloom serious. There is no, some lighthearted it's not. parts to it. Okay. Yep. Right on. The premise yeah. is doom and gloom, but it's told like a human story with a lot of heart. I think you did mention this one to me also. I have yet to check it out. I've been trying to give my Hulu some more love, so maybe I'll add it to my list for sure. Okay. It's on my awesome. watch list. And if yeah. nothing. If nothing else, it's an hour and 15 minutes, so oh, wow. you didn't that. waste much time. Yeah, see? Nice, solid, short watch. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else you've been watching? And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I'm watching The Boys, but I'm so far behind on The Boys, it's not even worth mentioning. <laughs> I think I just started the second season. I'm so late. Well, next time um, you're on, you can tell us how you feel about that one. Okay. Awesome. Right on. Well, I think now we'll probably go on to our what we're watching favorite here nabil so uh, i have been watching a couple new shows uh i just finished the resort that's on uh, peacock this stars uh Mm. kristen miliotti uh plays emma she's from um i think it's palm springs this is a film that she did recently if i remember that's what it's called with um Mm. um adam um andy samberg thank you andy samberg uh, and also, uh, William Jackson Harper's in this film as Noah. He was on The Good Place. Um, the show is basically uh, about a married couple that uh, have, are on a vacation at a Mexican resort. And they kind of somehow fall into this weird, elaborate true crime conspiracy. Um, and they go through the it's it's a short show it's like 30 minutes an episode i think ish and it's only 10 episodes i don't know if there's gonna be another season or not i feel like it's pretty complete how they ended it it's it's it kind of unravels on talking about this relationship they're in their 30s they had a traumatic event happen to them during their relationship that kind of has fractured a little bit of of their their um uh, i mean their their ongoing marriage and um 
this kind of helps reinvigorate something, some kind of need that they want in their life. Um, but at the same time, the the mystery about uh, this crime that occurred was like 15 years ago, and it just happened to stumble upon it. And it's it's interesting because I don't want to like spoil anything about any specifics on it, so I'm trying to be a little vague. But essentially, it's it's a bit lighthearted in the sense of like it's very heavy topics, but they find a way to kind of bring some levity to it by being a bit funny at the situations that they're situations that they're in um there there's uh, interesting characters on there where they they are a bit eccentric <laughs> on the situations that they're in um and it seems kind of farcical in the sense of like this wouldn't happen but at the same time you could also believe that some Amer- a couple that are looking for something really kind of fall really into this uh mystery to try to find a resolution for the week of the vacation they're supposed to be on and um i, I think it's a, it's just a very interesting take of especially you know considering that i'm i'm married and in my 30s that i i can find a kind of a relation of of what they might be feeling over the time and especially with the situation that they went through um that caused the, the undue stress in their relationship and trying to find meaning um in and you know what's the point of being continuing to be married or what you're doing with your life um at this age so um i find if you're really interested in like a good kind of mystery caper but at the same time are looking for something that has a little bit of heart this is definitely that that kind of film uh, or show that go through and it and it, it, the way it ends each season it's like a little or episode there's a little cliffhanger so you really want to know what's going to happen next and it kind of holds you through it um so it's really been good to, to binge through and i will say that there's a great twist at the end that is unexpected um because it goes of course yeah like you know me the twist so it goes it goes in and you don't expect what happens and you're just like this seems weird that this happened, and yet you're like, I'm for. It makes me feel better on how how the show actually ended. It's like this. There's an actual. Um, there's a. It's it's a good kind of completeness to the whole thing. It made everything that they went through kind of worth it. That there was some good closure there. So, um, I think. Uh, I think Jill, you'd probably really saying, enjoy this. This would probably be a show that'd be up your alley. I think you'd actually find quite enjoyable. Um, on uh, Peacock, Mikey. Mikey yeah. said that this was pretty good too. Yeah. Because they always have trailers Bill, for this I, right before the the movie in the uh, at Regal Theaters. Who's like a in trailer. it? This is uh, Kristen Milioti and William Jackson Harper. Bill, I have a serious question. Yes, sir. Did did you watch this because specifically because it has twists? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a mystery. Of course, I watched it because of the twists. Okay, all right, just making sure. No, <laughs> no, it sounds it has, uh, um, pretty life affirming in some some it's, cases too. It's so. produced by the uh, Sam Isbell from a uh, Mr. Robot too. So. Yeah, it's it, it has like, like a little dark tinge. It's not as as dark as Mr. Robot Nuts is like not that heavy. There's yeah. there is a no, uh, I'm assuming not. But so that's why I say like it's not the mystery is 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 a bit dark on what they're doing the following, but they they splice into like the past into the future and you see you're living through two different lives. Um not of the of the main characters of another set of characters that they're going through that are involved with this crime. And that's also an interesting take because you kind of see that how the events uh unfold up until the last episode where it all kind of leads in. So you also are, are following the lives in tandem um based on the time zone so it's there are some other characters i don't have them listed here otherwise i kind of name that that you'd be familiar with from other shows um there's nick offerman's in it as a character as well like there's so that you can tell just from that that there's a little bit of comedy there so just just i I don't want to discourage people to feel like it's super heavy or anything there's it's definitely lighthearted in the sense but does have some elements of you know 
of uh, trauma. So I mean, like William Jackson so Harper's from um, like Midsummer too. Or- yeah. And he's, I mean, he's great. I like, I actually like seeing him a lot uh, when I see a show that he's on and or something that I'm, I'm, I'm gets more yeah, interested on it. So it's, it just deals with like dark content, but it, it has some levity throughout each episode. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'll peacock. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and then the other show I, I watched, uh, just finished the third and final season of Lock and Key, which is on Netflix. Um, I wasn't sure if they were actually going to renew it because Netflix went through the whole cutting everything that I love <laughs> and ending it. So um, I was surprised that they did end up calling it and giving it a, a fi- an actual final season instead of just kind of a, a mid-season cut, which is great. Um, so they did give some closure to it. Um, if you don't recall, we t- I brought it up before. Um, the show is basically about... Uh, a family named Locke is their last name, and they have a, a house which is called a key house where they discover magical keys that are connected to their father's death. And it kind of takes them into these kind of it, each key has its own like significant little power um, that kind of creates a very interesting like mystery mystery around that. Of course, keeping with the theme here, um, the the what what I really liked about this show. Um, is that this is a kind of show where it's more like young adult in the sense of it's got uh, they're they're all kids they're like t- young older a little older teenagers some of them are and then there's got a, lo- a little kid in the family and they had a, again another traumatic event that happened to them with their father's passing but um there's also like the sense of like mystery and wonder they're trying to just explore what these keys do there's there's like demons of some sort that are happening going after them so it's got it's a little scary but at the same time not overly like creepy or gory or anything like that it's it's, it's just got enough where like if you were i don't know like 10 or 12 you might be really creeped out by it um and as an adult there might be a little bit of suspense or you didn't expect it might get might have a little bit of a jump but for the most part it's nothing too like um (laughs) too intense where you're you're freaking out like some of the uh interesting horror films that james puts himself through <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know like it's, it's more of like a, a family affair in that sense especially if you've got kind of like uh, younger teenagers at home which which i kind of like seeing um in the sense of like even when you watch a, a teenage drama like a uh, riverdale or something like that you know aimed at that audience but more leaning on the kind of mystery mystery and and uh uh ghost kind of demonic kind of thing so doesn't it kind of deal with magic and fantasy a little bit yeah too? and it's got a mixture of that yeah, as well um right so it, it's got a really kind of good recurring story and this is definitely one did of those it end, did show. it end well yeah they were they wrapped it up pretty quick after the, after the last two episodes um like everything kind of just really came together um so it, it was a little bit rushed in that sense how they kind of closed it but they did give it good closure i think the ending was was strong for what they're doing and um uh, they they kind of got got everybody all the loose ends were were i mean nicely tied up and you know season finale series finale it's what you want out of it i wish maybe they had another uh season to really kind of make something a bit more higher stakes but you know they did good for what they what they were able to end it with so uh definitely for anybody who's into those kind of young adult shows um especially yeah. if you got like you know some nieces like marco um or or you know younger siblings or something like that this would be a good show to watch together i think you'd enjoy this kind of show yeah i uh i did give it a shot and bill i got like three episodes in i, I couldn't do it it's like, but, no, i'm good you know don't don't recommend um, anything it, to me again probably something i could <laughs> you know probably something i could recommend to my nieces your younger family yeah. and see if uh, it's something they might enjoy but not my cup of tea but i'm glad you enjoyed it man yeah. glad it you know 
they were able to end it. Sounds good. And now we move on to <clears throat> our special delight here. Our our main host, our main man here, James. What have you been watching, sir? You make me blush. I will start with something I've been watching on TV on Prime Video. I've been watching the new Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power TV show. Mm. So I know Nabil and Marco, you guys are watching this one too. It's set a thousand years before the events of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm not really, I mean, you either know what it's about or not. So I like it, man. It's it's visually stunning. I mean, they, they're spending, what, like a billion dollars on this? Like quite literally a billion dollars. Yeah, until uh, high production value for so this sure. This show looks like movie quality. Every episode, I think, is the cost of a movie or something like that, right? Like, fuck. <laughs> but you can tell, man. And um, it's interesting. It's 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 the start of like, you know, the second age or something like that, right? So it's and, where what's yeah. happening, and it's like the you kind of see the the so. events that happen in the past that lead us to the modern movies. Yeah. So as what I like is as opposed to. Game of Thrones, which I think relies a little bit heavily on over-the-top gore and over-sexualized themes, I think, sometimes, which is not a bad thing. I mean, hey, it works, mm-hmm. but we've had nine seasons of that shit so far, right? It's like it's kind of right. almost a refresher to see something that falls back on just, like, classic storytelling, which I right. think they're doing a really good job. Uh, some people have complained that it's, like, a slow buildup, but, I mean, that's the Lord of the Rings. I, I don't know if anybody's watched The Fellowship of the Rings, but I can tell you that there's always a slow build-up. Uh, would, you, would you say then it's, it's definitely more story-driven? than It is more story-driven, yep. yeah. So yep. I haven't, they haven't made any Lembas yet, so I'm waiting. <laughs> no, yeah. Where are the Lembas, uh, Marco? Th- thoughts on the Evan dialogue Bird. and acting? I think it's great. I like everybody. I don't know why people are fucking tripping right. about shit. Do, elves, right? come in, elves and dwarves come in all colors and sizes. Yeah, people. I think that's weird. It's, it's fake shit, guys. Seriously, yeah. Like, it's like, it's a fantasy show. show. Black what are you, doors? Yeah. Get this what, shit what are you out making here. up here, guys? It's fine. fucking bombing it. I'm like, hey, America, let's be a little res- less racist for a fucking week. Right. I, I saw that. Sake. It's uh, sitting at three and a half stars on Amazon. I'm like, that's bullshit, dude. You, when you invest like people, that much money into dude, something. it's crazy. People bitch about The Little Mermaid. I'm like, hey, guys, spoiler. It's probably going to suck either way. Fucking relax. Hey, uh, thoughts, thought, thoughts on uh, on the story, James. You feel it's something that e- easy to follow for most people, or you think um, that you have to have some history of the Lord of the Rings to follow along? I think it. I think it helps if you've seen some Lord of the Rings. Um, mm-hmm. Just because. Good question, Marco. I mean, like, because if you don't, I mean, you might. I mean, I don't know, but it is a prequel, right? So you could go in. True. Line. I don't know. I like the um, map that they show. The that kind of help, kind of get you through that. You know, like it tells you where they're. For in. some reason, you know? Bill, the map confuses me. Really? <laughs> Actually, I, like I, that. I had to Google it. I was like, hold on, wait a second, dude. Doesn't that doesn't look like the map from Lord of the Rings? Wait a second. Where the fuck is so Numenor, anyway. guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, Joe. What, what was the question? The fu- Joe? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You said you had a question or a question mark? No, I said good question mark. Oh, good question. Yeah, because um, I I don't give a fuck about Lord of the Rings, so <laughs> you probably wouldn't care about this. I mean, do you like fantasy stuff? Okay. I do. I just fell asleep in the theater for a Lord of the Rings. Movie. Yeah, it's lore oh, heavy though. I mean, so the show just, is definitely like you're leaning into. I think a show is smaller. It, yeah, this is this is definitely it, a big like, like in depth kind of thing here that you're going through either way. Although it's leading to something pretty big, I think yeah. from the from the right. look of it, which I like. It's like there's like this impending doom, which I think they've always done really well, <laughs> especially in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
of like, oh, we have to do this or this is going to happen and all this. It's shit not as salacious, they, so always... like you said, James from J- for Game of Thrones. So you're you are slogging if if you're so used mm-hmm. to the 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 surprise of an episode every episode of game of thrones of something happening or, or house of the dragon or whatever it is now um you're not gonna get this out of this show it is it is dialogue heavy it's a lot of lore there are interesting things there have the fantastic elements but even be- especially because it's not a movie you're they're gonna take a lot but more I, time kind of going through the big events but in terms of that i think it's it's really rewarding as a story-driven narrative too i agree it's like it's, it's, the world the world building is amazing yeah, you feel yeah. definitely way more immersed into the world as opposed to not, I'm not bashing Game of Thrones or anything like, you know, you it, it feels like an outsider looking in whereas this actually fully immerses you and you're like, "Oh, wow, this is I mean, incredible. obviously George R.R. R. Martin was inspired by Lord of the Rings sure. as well as of many people like Terry yeah. Brooks for Shannara and all this shit, so. Yeah. You know, this is like where it started, you know, if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. It also uh, looks beautiful you, though, too. Like James would always talk yeah. about, you know, like the picture quality is amazing. Just to watch it on on television. There's a shot of this thing that where they, I mean, I guess spoiler. Elrond basically rolls up and like sees, you know, it's Rivendell for the most part, and it's yeah. like holy shit. You know what I mean? Like this looks better than most movies that are out right now. So not not even just that, but one of the recent episodes where they go, I'm not gonna spoil where they are, but it's it's this city and it just looks fucking fantastic and the visual effects you can tell yeah. like they you can tell the sh- whoever the showrunner is on this show or showrunners i'm assuming it's more than one person um they must really love the lord of the rings there's like a lot of heart in this stuff you know? yeah I- i'm with you though man i, I- i'm really enjoying it um yeah. i look forward to every new episode so i went and saw a horror film i guess i might say i don't know i'm gonna be vague on this because i don't want to ruin this movie i saw barbarian the new um, horror film from, I think it's like first time director Zach Greger, or he's done like smaller films or something like that, but um, I'm going to be super vague because the trailer doesn't show you a lot and this, you know, stuff happens in this movie basically. (laughs) So it it follows a young lady named Tess played by Georgina Campbell. She shows up to an Airbnb and lo and behold, she tries to get into the Airbnb Airbnb, and someone's already there. It's uh, this guy named Keith. Played by Bill Skarsgård, who, um, if you guys know, I mean, probably his most recent famous thing was he is Pennywise, the dancing clown in It. So he definitely comes off as kind of creepy. Like, why is he here? And, you know, what's he doing here? And Tess, you know, they Keith is like, come in the house. Like, let's figure this out. Like, because I I also ordered an Airbnb and then they kind of hit it off and things kind of spiral out of control from that point is what I'm getting at. So, like, I won't reveal what else happens, but the the movie takes place in Detroit, and as you guys know, like, most of these suburbs of Detroit are almost practically abandoned. Basically, she hears a, a something in the night, and she goes down, and she finds out that there's a hidden doorway in the basement, and she just keeps hearing a noise come out, and she looks into it, and I'll stop there. That already so, sounds creepy. There's a lot yeah. of shit that I would never I- fucking do, by the way. Was, if I was showed it up and someone was at the Airbnb. Scary. Yeah, this movie's horrifying. Okay. So, you enjoyed um, it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. The fact that you used it is a little. Sorry. Is it too scary for me? Mm, 
No, you can. The, the fact that you used the word horrifying it made me feel after. like worried. <laughs> just like oh, <laughs> well, because I don't want to ruin. There's other things too. It's not just what you think is down there. Right. There's, there's some stuff that's pretty fucked up in this movie. It's kind of hard for people to watch. So, um, it's told in a, in like a three act way too, mm. and it actually follows somewhat different characters in each act. So it's kind of like interesting how they do that. I think the weakest act is technically the last act though. But um, I would highly recommend this one. This is a this is a great movie. It's very different. Don't look into reviews and spoil it for yourself. Like just because you want to know what it's about, I would say go in pretty like clean slate. Even the trailer doesn't show you much, so like even that, don't rewatch it. Just yeah. go in blind. Can, can you compare it to anything that you know of? Yeah, I could. <laughs> I ruined it though. Oh, okay. Never, okay. okay yeah, don't. I just put it on my list. Uh, no, I, I got like, one. I got this. one. Uh, don't breathe. Oh, it reminds me okay. a lot. Of don't breathe. Okay. Mixed with okay. the <laughs> deliverance. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. Oh, okay. If you know that, that then you know. It's, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, man. What say you, Marco? Oh, what have I been watching? I've been watching a ton of TV shows because I'm a slave to that shit. But uh, I'll talk about one. TB, huh? TB. <laughs> I'll I'll talk about one that um I that's really been uh, a fun one, at least for me, because I'm a fucking nerd. And that is uh, Apple TV's For All Mankind. And this show, it's a um, it's a bit of a I guess a sci-fi if you will, sci-fi drama. And it's essentially about an alternate um, alternate world history. I was going to say U.S. history. It primarily focuses on U.S. history, but events that, that essentially impact the entire world. And um, this isn't really much of a, a spoiler because I think it's in the trailer for the first season, but it essentially uh, launches, pun intended, with the landing on the moon and instead of the U.S. being first, it's the USSR. And that one moment pretty much uh, triggers an effect that alters our entire history involving the space program with NASA and worldwide. Mm. And it it affects things such as presidencies, laws, uh, the civil rights movement, women's rights, uh, everything gets... It's a cascading effect on how it affects like a lot of things throughout the world, and that's just you know the tip of the iceberg as far as that goes. There's, I think there's, it's called the butterfly effect. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Jill. That's the that's <laughs> not that's the what cascading I, effect. Yes, that's the that's what I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> this is why you're on the pod because you're here mm-hmm. to to check us like that. But Fact check. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, I I've been enjoying it. It's only it's three seasons right now that's out. I marathon the shit out of all three. Uh, I watched most of it with uh, my brother because he's the one that recommended it to me. I also had a few people that had recommended the show to me, but um, I never really gave it the time of day because I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. I'm always the type of person where if it's hyped up for me, then um, most likely I'll you know check it out you know when the hype's died down. But uh, I think that uh, the the budget for the TV show is pretty good. It's not like Lord of the Rings type standard, but it's still pretty good for TV effects. Visual effects are great uh, when they alter things in history. It's 
pretty cool how they're able to do it with with our technology. Um, acting's really great. Dialogue is awesome. Um, it really keeps you captivated. Each uh, each episode and and season kind of ends with a slight cliffhanger. Um, so and that might pique Nabil's interest there. Um, I would say if anything, if I can compare it to a show, the only one that comes close is probably Man of the High Castle because uh, it also deals with alternate history. So, um, yeah, if you're a sucker for sci-fi and you, you know, like this sort of stuff and like space and space exploration, then this is probably something for you. They they really do um, each space scene as, as realistic as possible. It's actually like one of the most realistic portrayals of how space travel could actually happen if we were to do it with our with our own technology so it's pretty cool and it actually makes those scenes even more intense they like borrowed a spacex jet and went up over there on elon Musk's orders to the moon and just started recording (laughs) so just tell me it's like this is yeah that's it's exactly what they did they you know they said (laughs) hey we're gonna borrow a couple of those fuck you doing (laughs) yeah he's he's actually you know the one driving the freaking spaceships that you know he's he's flying them and making magic that's how they save on costs what else, uh, Marco? I understand you watched a throwback movie in IMAX. I did actually, you silly goose. I went to go see Jaws, the original Jaws, the original summer blockbuster that launched Steven Spielberg's career. And I saw it in IMAX. I actually went to the Veranda Lux to go see it. I went to go see it with family. Oh, very and, nice. Um, nice. I wanted to see it in real IMAX, baby. Um, and man, hey, fuck it you. did not. <laughs> fucking disappoints i gotta tell you i i've i love that movie uh, ever since i was a kid i've loved jaws um and when i was a kid i was stupid enough to like the sequels too although i, I will stand by the fact that jaws 2 is an underrated sequel stand by it anyway this movie fucking incredible it was meant for the big screen man uh every every scene in every shot is much more epic um Obviously, if, I mean, if you haven't seen Jaws, I'm, you know, sorry, but every death scene is just far more gruesome. Like even the very first one from the very first one where the girl is just screaming bloody murder and like you you hear actually like trying to like ask yell for help and everything and, and no one is there to help her. It is fucking creepy, especially in like in those loud ass speakers. Down to when you first start to get a glimpse of the shark and he kills the kid and you actually like see like in like all cleaned up. You see like this blood gushing out of this fucking kid and you're like, wow, this this is fucking wild. Um, But yeah, I think that uh, if you know, if you got a chance to see this in in theaters, then, you know, you're lucky because I think that uh, it's it's one of the greats. It's still. one of the biggest inspirational movies for for filmmakers you know like again like it was made on on a obviously it went over budget but it was i guess made on a quote unquote low budget for back then and ended up you know ranking big bucks so yeah like I, mentioned, I saw it, it too actually in IMAX i'm the one that actually told marco yeah. to go see it you you told me about it yeah, That's right. it's also in 3D right now. First time in real D 3D, so like you have some time to still see it. I think this week is probably the last week. Oh, in 3D, I don't know how 3D yeah. conversion is in 3D would be really good to see that Jaws? film. I don't think so. No, I didn't realize no, it was out in 3D. No. You should see that. 
might go see if I, I already saw not an you. IMAX. Not you. Not you. I'm saying times. Jill, <laughs> and I too. I think might go see if it's in 3D. Oh, That's first, cool. first, first time watching it. I would probably go IMAX if you can do it because the sound yeah. alone was a worth the thing. And there's oh, a lot of shit I yeah. noticed this time around. Yep. So. Little things. I'm like, oh, I never noticed that. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Jill, that's a fantastic movie. Were you realizing the boat was already big enough? They didn't need to get a bigger one? Is that, <laughs> that one that says, you know what? That's a good sized boat. Wow. <laughs> Did you mean to have a pun too, Marco, when you said it's one of the greats? <laughs> I thought the same yes. thing. Great white sharks, anybody? Yeah. Uh, no way you fucking thought that up. No, I Marco didn't. Sweating. Yeah, that was, that was me. Yeah, that, that was, was part me. of the plan. No. Uh, James did mention one thing about uh, the end, and I'm just gonna say you were right, sir. Oh yeah, you, the were, captain. you were fucking right. Jesus, I was Christ, like, Holy, I was like, I don't remember the scene being this long, <laughs> dude. He's like it dying was, so slowly. I was like, this is PG it, still. You you <laughs> hear the fucking crunching of the bones, and bones, it yeah. is fucking gruesome, especially on those loudspeakers. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Am I breaking captain, the bone? Anyway. The captain's stories alone are just enough to watch that fucking movie. Absolutely. And uh, before we move on to our main review, Pinocchio, uh, let's have a quick second to hear a ad from our sponsor. Let's stop here for a moment to let you all know about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or heck, even the Kardashians. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They even have digital radio. Did we mention they also have podcasts from over 80 countries? Well, they do, and guess what? The Movie Pals podcast is there, too. I started using Newsly as my default podcast player, and I can't think of ever going back. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And make sure to use our promo code TMPALS, that's T-M-P-A-L-S, to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. And now on to our review of Pinocchio. Everybody who's anybody wants to be a somebody. But I want to be real. Why on earth would you want to be real when you can be famous? Pinocchio should have been home by now. Pinocchio! Like a bolt out of the blue. 
can't be a puppet anymore. That's for sure. Unselfish. You will always be my real boy. Pinocchio is currently sitting at a 28% Rotten Tomato score. A puppet is brought to life by a fairy who assigns him to lead a virtuous life in order to become the Pinocchio portrayed in Shrek would say, a real boy. <laughs> it's the hey he's going off script i don't know what that's all right now doing. uh this is a this was directed by robert zemeckis who famously did back to the future who framed roger rabbit forrest gump and castaway this is also written by robert zemeckis he's also written the polar express christmas carol and the walk uh chris whites also wrote this who penned ants about a boy cinderella and uh rogue one a star wars story this film was based on the book, The Adventures of Pinocchio by Cario Collati, and was released on Disney Plus on September 8th. The film is starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto, Cynthia Erivo as the Blue Fairy, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth as Pinocchio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, as Jiminy Cricket, Lorraine Bracco as Sophia the Seagull, Keegan-Michael Key as Honest John, Giuseppe Battiston as Stromboli, Kian Lamaya as Fabiana and Luke Evans as Coachman. And uh, before we go into our thoughts and everything about the movie, just an overall spoiler warning here. You should probably know the premise of the film since the original has been out since, you know, 1940. <laughs> but, um, well, so in the film itself is pretty beat by beat for a lot of it. So we won't be um, giving you much of a spoiler warning here. There is a bit of a change in the ending, which we'll try to avoid talking about till the very end of this. But there's not going to be a real spoiler warning here. So unless you really have never heard of the story, we're just going to tell you right now. We're just going to openly discuss this film. All right. So um, before we talk about the live action remake i guess of the 20 of of the original pinocchio well let's talk a little bit about our history with the 1940 animated picture um and jill since you're our guest start with you um what's your history with it what's your relationship with the film you have any kind of childhood connections with it just a film that you watch as a kid like (laughs) what were your thoughts on it i yeah i don't even know if i watched it as a kid my like suppressed childhood memory is like the I text James I'm like is that the one that has that like Lost Boys Island shit gets really crazy and scary and he's like yeah that's the one I'm like damn it why did I agree to this (laughs) so I literally only like in my childhood brain remember like the spooky like feeling of that and it never interests me enough to watch it um so it wasn't one of my favorites I don't know anyone who Pinocchio is in their top anything for childhood Disney movies. So I don't have a relationship with it. I don't know. Hey, yeah. James? What, you what about Pinocchio you, James? Fan? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I've seen Pinocchio <laughs> very, like, uh, <laughs> have you? Yeah. This was one of the original uh, VHS clamshell ones that I had as a kid. And like back in the 90s, we didn't buy a lot of movies, and Pinocchio was one of them. Always on repeat. So I could tell you this. Yeah, like we'd watch it in three times a day. It was like a like a seventy minute movie too. Yeah, I think. It was long, super short, yeah. if I recall. So yeah, no, I was uh I grew up uh, really liking Pinocchio. My brother and I. 
and uh, my sister. We oh, watched so it a I lot. do know someone that that yeah. has it in there. And a little nice Good to know. story to it in the fantasy the animation wise. Um, this movie was really ahead of its time for 1940. Like this animation in Pinocchio is and insanely good of how they did it. This is one of the movies. This is one of the like was this Disney's first one or second movie? I think like Walt Snow Disney White was made. his first one, wasn't it? First. Yeah. This is yeah, I think Snow his second first. movie. Yeah. So the animation this was made during World War Two. Or I mean sorry, technically before mm-hmm. World War II. We were but um yeah so there's a lot of um yeah no i have really fond memories of this uh i think the ride at disneyland sucks though <laughs> well it's that very kids based yeah there. but yes it's not the best it is and i even no but here's the thing even back in the day as a kid i was like man that fucking sucks like you just sit in the cart and they show scenes even, of the film that's that's all it is yeah yeah and then you like twirl around and it blows up mm-hmm. or some shit you're like whoa the witch is here and shit or, or not the witch uh fucking what's it called the monster monstro blah blah so it's like yeah so but yeah no the movie was great as a kid i loved it then i even remember when it came out on blu-ray cleaned it up like, yeah all those films that, that got re-released in the high quality restoration and, and uh, uh 1080p were really yeah. good when you're doing that. The, the diamond versions or whatever they call them yep uh what about you marco uh what's your history with it were you you saw it in theaters when it came out first originally right <laughs> i did it was fucking well I guess for the time it was that big. Our movie screens weren't that big. It's like about probably like maybe like a ten foot screen, which was big screen back then. It's like you can hear uh, the guy hitting the crank in the back of the thing. in the background. Yeah, they had uh, the piano they had a, in the front. They had a fucking um, they had a pianist that would play on the side and play the music. Popcorn was twenty five cents. So Too rich for my blood back then. <laughs> Should have been a nickel, man. man. Could wear my suspenders all day long. It's fucking awesome. <sighs> Shoes suck though. No, I I uh, I like this movie. Yeah. Uh, like James, I was a big fan of it as a kid. I had a Pinocchio toy. Man. Oh yeah. What kind? Yeah. Uh, it was like a it was like a little puppet one. Oh really? Like an actual uh, thing had, that like but uh, it had, strings. But it had a <laughs> it had a hard no it had a hard hard head and it was soft so it wasn't made out of wood but I mean. It just, you know looked like fucking Pinocchio. It was more like a little fucking doll. Oh, okay, it's <laughs> not even like a straight up marionette doll. Old, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, where'd you get that from? No, I was like, it was. It I was, was like, what? Did you have a puppet in your fucking room? He's like, it had a hard head and a soft body. I was like, my yeah, gosh. it was a puppet. It was a little toy. I mean, it was like, I don't know, it was like yeah. a big. It wasn't that big? Oh, it was like, yeah, it was they, they had a, a lot tall. of like, like release products back that's then cool. too, man. Yeah, I also yeah. had a Pinocchio statue, a little one that I put on my night desk. Anyway, uh, I liked it. Uh, I, th- I thought it was one of the better Disney movies. I thought it had like a pretty solid, like you know, lesson you know about being yourself and stuff. And don't be a jackass. Others, yeah, uh-huh. letting others don't influence lie. you. Uh-huh. Don't lie. I see right? what you did there. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. Follow I yeah. just thought that. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a lot of good memories watching it as a kid. My brother, family, and stuff. We'd always joke about, "Yo, your nose is gonna get bigger." <laughs> So. Yeah, I, yeah, we had the same. I never went on the even, ride. Don't even, don't even worry. You never yeah. went on the ride? No. You're doing yourself. Like yeah, he was like 62 don't. when it came out. Yeah. Dude. Like, why would he be riding? That's too big. <laughs> Can't exactly, be on that, dude. I wanted, I wanted the fast Marco rides, showed up dude. to Disneyland where he could still smoke <laughs> cigarettes in the fucking ride. I'm not taking this out, you piece of shit. <laughs> this is good. These kids got to learn one of these days. I know Walt. Get his ass down here. I'll tell him why. Okay, <laughs> Get him so relax. Like relax, two cigarettes in my mouth. Yeah, I never went on the ride. 
No, I like the good ones only. No, Fantasyland sucks, dude. It's it's great for children. It's great for children. If you don't have a kid with you, it's kind of hard mean, to, unless you're really into it. Side you know. story, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people that love Disneyland yeah, to the max. Yeah, kind of watch yourself here. <laughs> Late 20s and 30s, so. Oh, you do you. It's people. fun. I enjoy Disneyland. Anyways, I too have seen uh, Pinocchio as a kid, and uh, same as you, James. Like it's one of my the the, fr- the first ones that I ended up owning. Um, and I, I mean, I love the music in this in the original one. Like the the songs are always very catchy. Um, and I was the same. Like the message, don't lie. Because they yeah, were, good. they were. I mean, they were. Obviously, the animation back then was top notch for Disney. That I mean, all his kind of classic films during the uh, late '30s and into the '40s and '50s were great. But um, yeah, it's a good message. It's fun. I actually rewatched this before I watched the um, the new version here and there's definitely some things that you can't watch on today's television you know the smoking there's a gun in there there's 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 a few interesting things it's like huh i forgot about this as as a kid you don't really think about alcoholic there, beverages. there was yeah kid, kids getting a cuckoo clots of people getting sla- spanked which they actually kind of show in this film too um no, Bill said there's a <clears throat> twist at the end. I, you know, I like those. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, there's there's obviously some some dated stuff, but for the most part, I think the film holds holds up pretty well and as a general good message um, for you know trying to be be good and be honest and be brave. Anything. Well, now I feel bad for saying it was no one's favorite. Oh. <laughs> I don't if you liked it. So to make up for it, I looked up facts. Did you know it was the first? animated movie to win a competitive academy award oh no i didn't know that the first one ever it won best original score and best original song we're, we're the we're the movie pals and i can tell you 100 percent that we <laughs> did not know that <laughs> you need more movie pals and did you know that it was going to have a sequel and it was written the screenplay for Pinocchio 2 was going to follow him on an adventure to see why life is hard sometimes. And a new um, CCO of Disney put the kibosh on it in 2006. Uh, I feel like they should have focused they were on gonna, that movie Wait, instead. they were going to do a sequel in 2006? Oh. Yeah, hold yeah. on. You got to remember, that's when they were Pinocchio doing little oh, those part two. twos. That's right. They that's did right. Bambi 2 during that time. Yeah, yeah they did all that mm-hmm. shit. No, I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, hey, that's some interesting stuff over there. And I'm glad to see that it actually won some Academy Awards. I had not realized that, so it's very interesting. Um, all right, so it's a history of the old one. Let's talk about the new one. Um, first, let's talk about the the big-name actors. We have Tom Hanks. We have JGL, um, who um, plays an in- interesting, I don't know what accent he's really kind of going for, but has a very interesting accent for uh, Jiminy Cricket. Um and it's his fucking accent, Neville. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what accent that's supposed to be, but yes, it's his accent for sure. Um, Tom Hanks plays, you know, Geppetto. He's fine. Tom Hanks is always fine. And then we have um, this new kid I've never heard of before who's playing Pinocchio, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth. Let me go to you, James. Thoughts on the the big stars here or, or the voice car- actors? What did you, how do you think that played off in this film? All right, if we're just talking about actors. I mean, it was okay, I guess. Like, I... No one like pissed me off or anything. Tom Hanks is. It's all people that Robert Zemeckis has worked with, by the way. You know, was they all owe them a favor. It's like, all right. yeah, I didn't trigger. There's no trigger warning in this movie, but um, <laughs> um, Geppetto was fine. Like he, he's probably him and fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt are probably the 
only two big names. That, well, I know Cynthia Revo too. I love Cynthia Revo on this film, to but, be honest. I thought she was like the best yeah. part of this movie. But she's only in the beginning, I, which, which is, is weird. Sad, I thought yeah. she was going to pop up a few more times, uh, like in the animated one. I thought, I was like, oh, we'll, we'll see her a few more times. And no, we don't. So I was like, fuck it. Okay. Guess we won't see her again. But um, it was okay. What do you think about Pinocchio? Like, Pinocchio sounds like Pinocchio. Yeah. Okay. He sounds like him. I mean, I think that's what he was going for, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they were going to be like so, a yes. super different voice. Wouldn't that be fucking weird? Hello, Just hello, dear. Subjugato. I'm a I, real boy. I'll be back. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket was, I mean, it hit or miss for me with JGL. Like, I like him a lot, too. So, it, I mean, it was just voice acting. And, and he he's trying to do the voice from the fucking animated film, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. Basically. And I mean, yeah. he hits it pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a I weird really kind, of, issues. A, kind of southern I, accent. I don't know. What that's that's kind of what he was in the. the I don't thing, know but. if anybody knows what the fuck his accent was yeah. in the original one, but like Keegan Michael Key was cool as Honest John. I thought he was gonna pop up too again, like in the. Yeah, he just one. had like, a brief. Now that I think about it, it was just that the beginning part. It's supposed to show up yeah. twice. If it's like it the wasn't animated, a brief then, scene, well, I mean, he sang a little bit. That's nice. I like that scene. That's the only thing I liked about it. So I don't know. I like his voice, but yeah, I mean. It wasn't it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. So yeah. What about you for like acting? If that's what yeah, you're asking, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the acting stuff, yeah. Acting. Okay. And and Marco, so what are your All thoughts right. in regards to you know the the stars that were brought into this film and and the acting? Any any other takeaways with I don't know, like the new character Fabiana was on there. We have uh, Sophia the Seagull. Like any thoughts on on what they may have may or may not have added to the story? waste of talent yeah. i <laughs> there was very little i liked about this movie to bill including the characters um i i guess i liked geppetto um well okay hold on jill i, I see you shaking your head what what you you didn't like geppetto geppetto really? was the worst one no he to me like to have a name as big as tom hanks <clears throat> it was like I could see Tom Hanks the whole time. I could hear Tom Hanks the whole time. And like, he didn't Geppetto enough. Like I felt I could hear his accent kind of changing. And I think to have his face in there was a risk because you have to challenge to really imagine a character. And I could hear Tom Hanks the whole time. It just like didn't click for me. He has been doing a lot of character actors though, or, or, um, films lately you know with the, a lot of the biopics yeah. and then um he working with cg he did that robot film on apple plus a couple like was it last year something like mm-hmm. i feel like he's yeah. being relegated to these yeah, like, like these roles like it's not that he's bad he did the polar express well, I get it's it. a little older but yeah i mean <laughs> so, yeah. i mean hey that's, that's another film, film. Yeah. it's not that yeah. it's bad yeah. it's just that it, like kind of what you were saying, uh, Marco, this is like a waste of talent. They're not really using him to his fullness. And from your perspective, Jill, like, yeah. he's, he's But not is Geppetto even in the original he's, one that much, though? He's not even in not, the movie that Really, much. the beginning and the end. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. His yeah. his dialogue was not the best. I will... And yeah, his... That's why I said, I guess, I kind of like Geppetto. I don't, I don't really like any of the fucking characters in this movie, dude. So you don't think, like, <laughs> Sophia the Seagull yeah. really added anything new to this film? Like, was there even a point to add that character? No. <laughs> or Fabiana, even? She just a no. there, Okay, but the... But the um, I looked it up today that it it's is, a new yeah. character, but mm-hmm, the... Yeah. Is it Sabina? What's her name? What's the new character's name? Uh, oh, um, that's Fabiana, yes. Fabiana. 
Yeah, she's I beautiful. loved her. She was the best part of the movie for me. Yeah, I mean, they add it as like um, someone that's like broken, right? And it's kind of like the message that it gets but across from it is actually... Add- yeah. Right, but she wasn't utilized as much to really have an impact on the character of the story. That's why I feel it was like wasted talent. I think it was a good idea. I just think that... Not a lot came of it. One thing, it, it's like, so it's weird because I'm kind of torn that uh, Jimmy Cricket is supposed to be his conscience, but he was, did a really shitty job at it. He did a better job in the cartoon, but it feels like the new character, she was more of a conscience for him, but then at the same time, she was underutilized. So it's that kind of tug of war where it's like, one's a shitty conscience <laughs> and is there all the time. The other one is not there enough, but is really good at giving it. Like, she gave him the best advice at the end. And I'm like, are you sure she's not the fucking conscience? So I think uh, you misremember the 1941. Jimmy does not do a good job. No, he's he's messing up the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So I also read that in the um, original, the fairy saves him from something, but then doesn't save him from the next thing. So this was a trope to say, okay, that that was a plot hole. We're not going to bring her back and make the fairy save him every time. So to me, it was the human element of him learning to trust and him like choosing that he could befriend someone. And so like it, it almost had a little tear in my eye the first time he was like, you're a real person. I don't trust you. And she like went back and then dropped the puppet. And that's who he really trusted. Yeah. Pinocchio immediately. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is adorable. That part was like the highlight of the movie to me. Yeah. It's probably one of the better. Yeah. I agree that, that, you know, in that sense of, they they definitely changed the lesson that he was learning throughout this film in comparative to the original plot, mm-hmm. you know, where he he was they leaned in where a lot of people were deceiving him um, and trying to take advantage of him. And in the original film, he wasn't I mean, he learned to trust certain people, but really it was about him making the right decisions, not necessarily trusting the right people, just knowing what's right and wrong. And in this film, they're leaning into um, you can't trust anybody but your pop, and then you know. But there are good people in the world, you know, and so he's that kind of goes with his decision making. So, so I do think that was a good way of illustrating that, and I agree as far as the plot holes concerned with the blue fairy. Though I would have liked to see Cynthia Revo more because, like, from again for me, like that she really did bring a lot more to this film as far as something new than the other ones, yeah. uh, than the other characters. Um, that yeah, that was kind of at least a good compromise for having another human a more human element to it um Mm -hmm. going on to that too just to talk a little bit about the fact that it's live action but we do have a cg character which is uh the puppet uh, pinocchio what did you guys think about that production value of this now compared to some of the other live action films where like you have the lion king which is 100 percent cgi but you know kind of the realistic look and then you have films like beauty and the beast and um aladdin where it's a mix of the fantastical and the real um how did you guys think this played in into that um i'll go uh, back to you joe did you feel that that the, the cgi took you out of anything or did you um really feel that it was it felt a part of the world there so i think a live action has a choice on a spectrum of like keeping it very storybook feeling or keeping it very human real world feeling. And to me, this was more on the storybook side, but I wish they would have chosen it and stuck to it. Cause I think Geppetto and his whole shop was so realistic, but then like the CGI cat looked out of place. And then, you know, I thought Pinocchio looked realistic for what it was. 
and then he's walking down the street with humans and there's a fucking fox and a cat and it's like wait so we are in a storybook you know and I think some of the choices they made were very storybooky but I wish they would have kept to them throughout the film and not kind of teased it as a live action I wish there was a new word for that yeah, I can I can kind of see where you're going with that, and that's that did take me out a couple of times when I saw the fox because I'd forgotten for a moment. It's like, oh yeah, there's a you know there's a fox in here. There's just a, a real person or a part of the world. Yeah. Imagine yeah. me watching this for the first time. <laughs> like, okay, there's fucking foxes. Like, and then it was also talking? weird because there was a stri- the stray yeah, cat that's uh, with him. Figaro. I'm like, so that's a real cat, but mm. what does Geppetto have? You know what I mean? Like to have two yeah, cats and I'm a cat off? lady watching this. I'm like, <laughs> stick to a cat. You know? what, what are your thoughts on that, James? It sounds like you've uh, kind of are agreeing here a little bit about it. Dude, the, some of the CG in this thing is the worst looking shit I've ever seen. Like, it looks bad. Like, I, I kept thinking, I was like, did they like fucking release an un like a, a work cut well, on this one like i find it man. interesting that a film like this I, this is i think and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like the of the live action big movies that they've they've remade this is the first one that went directly to disney plus right this hasn't all the other ones had a theater release no. i think milan did no lady in the tramp oh yes i'm sorry you're right okay which is a fantastic Was movie. Pinocchio going to come out in theaters? Because I swear Apparently I remember it wasn't. seeing a preview Apparently for it. Apparently it wasn't. It, they said it was always going to be Disney+. Plus. It's one of those like... But there was a preview in a theater for it. No, I don't so think I've it... ever seen this one in theaters. I definitely the saw trailer. it because I know Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I remember being in a theater. I don't know. I I'll sent you the myself, trailer to this. I swear. So. When? I don't know what you're talking. Back when it came out? I don't know, Joe. Like four months ago? Five months ago? I don't know. <laughs> Pull up the receipt. I, I mean, fucking Pinocchio. Um, what part of the CGI took you out of it? I thought that the the ocean CGI part was good. I mean, before you can tell yeah, when they come out of Monstro is like also not a whale in this one. He's like a I hated creature, that. I feel like that upset me I, a little bit about that. Same. Uh, yeah, that's, so, like, that was a waste of talent. What is it, whale, <laughs> sir? Fantasy and Fantasy Island or something like that. Whatever. Pleasure Island. Island. Go to? Pleasure I Island. actually like Pleasure Island weird uh i like the look of that place actually the feel of that place was actually cool it reminded me of disneyland actually. i think that's kind of what they were going for like that's the where it seemed up. like all their money was it was See? like that this that all is a very expensive <laughs> and then, like, i i think it just comes down to like the the cg for pinocchio didn't really work for me i get it they want to make him look exactly like it was kind of weird though for the, me um, like he looked too much like see, that's the why cartoon I had you guys that's why I had you guys watch those two trailers, right? Like, what do you want? Do you want, like, a whole new-looking fucking thing? Or there's that Italian Pinocchio movie that I had to watch. Fuck. Where he looks fucking creepy the whole time. It's, like, fucking insane, right? And got yeah. For War. yeah. Do you want him to look like that? Or would you like... Does, it's, it's almost a, like it's hard to balance It's a bit it, of the Uncanny Valley, man. Where, I like, mean, not even... A, this one, it just, just looks... Just a little bit, like, dude. Yeah, he looked Man, fucking freaky know. when his his fucking dead eyes <laughs> looking at you. It's well, like, he's bumping so. I hope so. <laughs> and then fucking Jimmy then looks like, way like a bug. There are See, times where he, he has charm. There are. I like the it. scene where he's at um, Stromboni's place and he's doing the song for the movie. That like, was, oh, I think, the first exactly time they like did the full song of any of the. I mean, they do the Wish Upon a Star too, I guess. But oh, then the Wish yeah. Upon a Star, which is I liked. But all the other ones, those all kind of shortened songs. Is the peer pressure song in the original? No, that's no. new. 
That was a waste of. <laughs> they got a tw- the one seconds. where he stops. Well, we're not gonna fucking yeah. go there. It's obligatory like, yeah. because they want to get nominated for an Oscar. Otherwise, none of these songs could be. So you know, they got to put some original music Jesus in there. This movie, it, it there's just, nothing it in this feels movie like they, nominated for an Oscar. They focus and give screen time to things that don't matter, and yet they they don't focus on. The well, that Marco, what? Share, please. Yeah, what 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 did you feel like was a, a kind of a, a waste of time? Um, at in here. The scene with the fox and the cat, I felt lasted way. But that was that was more beat for beat for the original, though. I think. Yeah, I felt like it was a bit longer. I felt like, man, I don't know. For some reason, I remember like the original just focusing a little bit more on Pinocchio himself, and it feels like he doesn't even become the character until like midway through the movie. Like they're just focusing Mm -hmm. on everyone else, Geppetto, and the cats, then Jiminy Cricket, and then finally, poof! Now he's the main (laughs) character. They don't, and like I remember in the original, like they show when he gets made fun of in school, and that's what causes you know yeah. to kick him out. I, I didn't like that they skipped over that. It's like, dude, that's a very like important part of the the the, mm-hmm. the whole freaking story. It's like it's showing he's not being accepted for who he is. I like that point because without seeing the original, it it portrayed that he was a completely mm-hmm. blank canvas, and that all of this yeah. movie was adding personality and experience to him versus you know i think whatever they did with like when he was mimicking and she had to like put a brain in his head or whatever Mm -hmm. it just seemed like he was like a baby not a yeah i think that they took a lot that that's one of my biggest hang-ups in this film is watching the original there's a lot more fun there's a lot more playfulness for him being a kid getting into trouble geppetto kind of jumping in and and like we were talking about him he's not perfect at all um and going through his struggles as being a conscience and you go through it with him and it's fun it's funny you know there's there's just a lot of uh uh i mean levity there yes yes and nabil yes and it also wasn't afraid to to show like the the scary parts like and to show like the the shady things that you know right. trying to influence him and stuff i felt like this movie it's very stiff that's that's really like, what it is pleasure island was pretty freaking scary mm-hmm. like in the when realm, i was a yeah. kid there and like and though it was cool that they made it kind of like disneyland-ish and stuff i felt like i thought about it and i was like it took away from the whole lesson from that you know like it it made it like more welcoming, and I get it. It's more alluring to the kid, but it would have been cool if they made it alluring like that, and like made him like kind of enjoy. It and then it turns into this like bad experience, you know. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't really feel that. Yeah, he was nervous saw, the whole like, time. Those yeah. Ghost those ghost goblin things, and kind of like what Jill was saying, where it's like at first you feel like you're in a grounded story taking place like in real life, and then all of a sudden these like fantastical things happen, and it just it's. It's sort of like this this tug of war of like what 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 are they going for here artistically because it makes no sense and it feels like these two things are just kind of like like just butting heads with each other. So I feel like to me still, it kind of threw me out of the experience. I still feel like he felt welcomed. Like the place is like awesome. Like you can do anything you want. But he's starting to learn already. I think in this version of the film, he was already not trusting a lot of people. I mean, so yeah, because. Because ultimately, the Pinocchio stories—it's like a—it's like a fable, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a—it's a teach kids to like, pick, like listen to your parents, don't lie, do what you're supposed to do, like go to school. 
Come back for well, and speaking of it's a, like a lot of that. Speaking shit, of lying the too, like the whole the, and maybe don't trust strangers <laughs> the infa- all the time. Yeah, that's it too. Don't talk to strangers, and you know the infamous scene. And that's what the whole the with, the, with his nose growing long. That happens multiple times in the original film. That you only get that scene one time in this entire yeah. movie. Which I don't know if they just didn't want to use it as a crutch or something, or they're concerned about that, but. I mean, it looks weird. Yeah, that's why a little bit, weird. but but like that's a that's a pinnacle <laughs> thing for Pinocchio. <laughs> you know, is that when he lies, yep. his nose gets bigger, and you get the one scene. I mean, even his donkey yep. ears disappear, and then yeah, the just kind of goes away. Yeah, because he's he's honest. And the original one, he keeps to it the until end. the end. Yeah. So, yep. Um, it's just like we don't want to CG these fucking ears in. So let's get well, rid of it. okay, so we're we're we're, we're we're leading in a lot about. I mean, hundred fifty billion. You think? Hundred fifty billion. <laughs> Million, yeah. million dollar film. and and the yeah. film the film is, is half an hour plus longer than the original and i feel like we didn't get as much time with the things that, that mattered um and everything kind of moved pretty quickly um but we're talking a lot about negatives are there any memorable scenes is there anything that we really felt like you know did work for us james did anything really work for you in this movie yeah, there's a couple scenes. It's not like the worst movie in the world. Uh, I like those cuckoo clocks. By those the way. are fun. They're all like Easter eggs for different yeah. things, especially the yeah, Roger Rabbit those are one. Cute. I was like, that's oh, the Mechus. Like, hey, I made that movie. Um, I liked uh, I I liked the fox scene. I know Marco didn't like it, but I actually like that scene. I think the CG for the fox is the best looking CG in the whole fucking movie. So, and I actually do like I said the Pleasure Island part. I actually like. So, other than the the weird ghost creatures that come out, just never explains. Explain. Yeah. Like, all right, fuck. Just <laughs> no. Are those like, in the cartoon? No. It's people that are doing that. Not at all. Or is it like his version of like adults and just abusing children? Oh. I don't fucking know. Oh. But yeah. I was like, there's Dementors <laughs> in Pinocchio? Yeah, I know. I was like, somebody get their goddamn um, fucking your deer thing coming out of your wand. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jill? Expel your was, was there anything that really worked for you that you enjoy? Yeah, I think that once I decided to watch it in the lens of this is a storybook, I kind of ignored Geppetto. I think the voice of Pinocchio was fucking adorable, like almost too adorable for a live action. It was yeah. so cartoonish that it almost didn't fit, but I thought that that voice actor did a good job of bringing innocence to the character. Um, the other puppet was my favorite thing. I could watch a whole movie about her. Oh shit! Spinoff time. So there might be. I loved for real. Like I loved that. Yeah, I think that was just adorable. So my highlight for sure was yeah. Fabiana. Disney's always about franchising, so I'm sure they they'll find a way um, if it's popular enough. She's like, we want God, you to yeah. join us. Pinocchio's like, all right, cuz. Yeah, I just thought she was such a sweet girl, and the puppet was such a good little extra bit. Good tool. Uh, and you, Marco? And mm-hmm. anything that did that you did enjoy about the movie? When it ended. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but not You're to say right. that you liked the ending, I'm assuming. Uh, well, uh, mm, actually, I did. Actually, I did like the change. Um, I did, too. felt it was more impactful because um, it's teaching you to be yourself and who you are and don't change a thing about yourself. And I feel like that character, Jill, would have added more to that if they, if they just would have included her like if you're gonna include that character include it more you know don't don't waste the talent don't waste the character it just felt like man it would you know would have added a little bit more to it um i still you know because i'm a tom hanks you know fan i still liked him as geppetto his lines were really cheesy but you know whatever 
Pinocchio's lines were super fucking cheesy. But if you're asking me what I liked, uh, I like the end where he's crying over his father. Yeah. Um, that actually got me emotionally, where he's really like crying for his father to wake up, and I like how he kept calling him father. I don't know. At first, it didn't really. I don't know, roll with me, and then finally I was like, eh, it's actually kind of adorable. Oh, well, your black heart has, has turned like a little cold there. It's that, it's that and, in the... Yeah. But when he's when he's legit, like, crying yeah. over his father, like, that, I was like, I was like, what's going on in the room? <laughs> I need to sit more whiskey. I enjoyed um, a Pinocchio himself. I, like James said, I think the... Um, that that kind of whole interaction is great. I agree with you, like, as far as the kids thing. Like, yeah, it was very cartoonish, but... It it was really beat for beat the um, original Pinocchio, and I like the kind of uh, nativity of him just being kind of like I'm just oblivious to the world and what's going on. I actually liked Jiminy Cricket. Um, I didn't like the voice. I didn't get what he was trying to do there, but I liked what they did with Jiminy Cricket. I just wish there was more of him. Like he was, he wasn't really in the film. Um, for the parts that he should have been there and kind of was put to the side and like kind of Marco said you see some of the scenes from Pinocchio from a distance to what and see Jiminy's perspective of it and then you have Pinocchio's perspective in parts where you felt like Jiminy should have been there so I, I feel that kind of took away a little yeah. bit and, and, and I think that's just more of a creative decision for Zemeckis but um, I wasn't a fan of that but and the new stuff was great um, I, I enjoyed the the scene where he was up on stage and dancing and singing like that brought once that happened that made me feel like okay here's pinocchio this is what i wanted to see the music the singing and everything the dancing like that was fun and that was pretty on par with with the original film too and that's some of that scene whereas a lot of the other ones they they kind of either cut short or were a little bit more creative on it that i that part of it was really fun so that i really enjoyed but i have to agree like going through this entire film I'm trying to figure out what the point is on some of these live action films. Like, is it, do you, are you just trying to revamp something to make it look, hey, here's, here are these characters are in real life, or are we actually like, yeah, because like, why, why mess with the classic? Just, just, if we're going to do beat for beat the exact same movie, why, why mess with the original? Just, just let those come out and remaster them or whatever else it is. So, I'm getting a little annoyed with how they're doing these and it's all kind of being the same when I'd like to see, Disney? I mean, yeah, it's Disney, right? But be a little bit more creative with it. What's going yeah. on? Because now if you have a kid, they're going to be like, yo, what's up with Pinocchio? Let's go to Disneyland or some shit. A new, a new version of the ride? Because of money. Like, like Mr. Krabs says. What's money. the main motivator? M- money, money, bro. Money, money, money yeah. baby. That green, man. did it make man. that much money? Subscribers. You get more subscribers so- on there, right? Oh. You get subscribers. It came out on Disney yep. Plus Day. On top of that, so like this was being promoted pretty heavy. I mean, uh, they, their algorithm—they know what margin they're going to make out of this movie. They're like, mm, we'll make some cash out of it. Let's yeah. do it, guaranteed. I mean, we'll make some profit. If, if nothing else, though, it does make people revisit the classics. Which I which I rewatched kind it. Kind of yeah. solidifies the legacy of of Disney. Um, yeah. I would be interested to watch. <sighs> the classic after watching this one and having an opinion on it. Yeah. But in that that case, they should have just remastered the classic and released in theaters. I would have gone see it, but I would have just had my imagination of being like, (laughs) I fucking hated that donkey. You know? So I don't think I would watch the remastered cartoon. It was like, I remember the Jonathan Um, Taylor Thomas one. I'll be fine. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, but now, like, there's certain questions I do have that are like, I wonder if that's new yeah. from the original or Check not. It out, then, I'm pretty Jill. sick of the. Um, Disney. I'm sick of the you. trope of like crying on someone. Makes yeah, me that come didn't back to work life, for me though. in this one. So much. it's like if that wasn't in the cartoon, I'd be a little annoyed that they had to do that because I thought it was going to be he had real tears, therefore he had a real heart, therefore he's a real boy. Like I thought that's where they're going with it. So when the in tear the dropped original... and it was magical, I'm like. I think it was actually him that w- that almost drowned, yeah. not Geppetto. And the original, yeah. Drowned. And then the blue fairy comes and kind of cr- turns yeah. makes him a real boy. Yeah. Well, what if he what if he got turned to a real boy and he was still dead? Jeez, uh, <laughs> dark as fuck. So before we go into our <laughs> blue fairy, blue fairy's like yeah, so <laughs> water comes out of his. Mouth. Before we go into the <laughs> star rating of the film, uh, we'll touch just a little bit on that ending. Um, and again, it's it's we're not really giving you much of a spoiler warning but i'm just gonna say it just in case um so so yeah the ending is different from the animated film where he becomes a real boy in the animated film at the end of it all after being saved and blue fairy you know seeing that he was he was brave and true and honest and in this film like marco had had kind of leaned into a bit um he doesn't change he is except he just stays as he is um jiminy cricket kind of gives a little saying at the end that nobody really knows if he changes or not there's a fable on it but essentially he stays as a wooden puppet um and walks into a cave of some sort that's weird. My version was like Jiminy Cricket's like check it out on Disney <laughs> Plus. The the same, there may be a sequel <laughs> coming out. I was up. like what the fuck? <laughs> I mean <laughs> That's the pretty much what all the here. clocks were. It's like, look at all this shit you could watch on Disney Plus. We we, we got this one. We we got that hey, one. Hey, I like that. I like that. At least they had something. That was yeah. It was a little yeah. heavy handed, but it was. It cute. was. I'm like, I get it. They could have done one, like the Roger Rabbit one, maybe because it's a mess, right. right? But then all the yeah. like, all right. I guess we have a look. Well, and so Barry, you kind of touched on it a bit, Joe. Since you hadn't seen the original, I'm going to ask you, James. Um, did you did you think that that ending was was a better ending or maybe fitted to this film or would you have preferred to see how it was originally with him turning into a real boy? Yeah, I actually liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought I thought the that was one of the more redeeming things about the yeah. movie with how they kind of ended it and it's kind of up to you to decide. Like, did he actually become a boy at the end? And then he still stayed as a CG person. Though. It's fucking weird. I'm like, can't just put a real fucking kid here. And then um, eventually, or is like, or did he just stay the same? And he just then that's part of the story, right? So I actually like that. It was kind of, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I won't lie. That was that was a be- that was unexpected too. It was I unexpected. At the end, I was like, Agreed. oh, this is where he's gonna turn. But then it didn't happen. It was, was like, a twist. Right. I was like, oh my god, they got me. <laughs> and Marco, anything? Did, any more specifics on that that you wanted to add in regards to how it ended? Just no, just that I I I really liked it. I saw this with my brother, and man, we're three for three on watching <laughs> shitty fucking movies. I don't I, think he's gonna I watch a movie with you again, dude. If I drag him to right another now, one for the pod, I got out of this movie. I got done with this movie, and I just seen Barbarian. I was like, I might have to call these fucking guys real quick and change the movie. <laughs> you made a comment, <laughs> I and I was like, I, 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 saw I, should change, I should change the fucking movie, man. I I almost I almost wished I went for it because I was like, hey, you want to watch a movie? He was like. Theaters or Disney Plus? Disney Plus, man. Don't worry about it. We don't have to leave. It's not going to be that bad. He he sent me a text after. He was like, don't invite me to any more movies, bro. I was like, all right. I'm just kidding. No. Um, yeah, I, I like the ending you know, and the fact that it ended finally. Um, it went on a little too fucking long. But um, yeah, like what James was saying, dude, it's, um, I mean, it was probably because, you know, 
to save money. I don't know. I think it left it open but, for um, a, uh, some kind of. They didn't want to cast a real boy there. It's like no. We're just going to record your you voiceover. So I feel like it left but, uh, it open-ended, saying, you know, we could do something else or a television series or something like that. No. No, I, th- I, think, it's, no. I think it's just because the, the message stands out more. Be yourself. Like, just, you know, be yourself, accept yourself where you are, you know, and... You don't have to strive uh, to try to be haters. someone you're not, right? Kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I also think, though, that it was accepting family and other people for who they are because they so leaned true. into the heartfelt component of Geppetto and... I thought his motivation for making the wish was yeah. to bring his son back. And so it was very it was. heartwarming I mean, at yeah. the end to be like, no, I wished for you. And like, that's a good point. You're my boy. Yeah. And so I think it was just, yeah. it was yeah. sweet that way. Like and then Pinocchio went with the mysterious man that he's only known for a day. It's his father. <laughs> but I, th- Never but to I be think, but I think so like, I don't know. <laughs> the I've, I've noticed there's like a theme though in shows and movies where like parents and grandparents having accountability of like the pressure that they could put on their children, grandchildren. And this was kind of a branch of that to me where it's like, I thought he fell short on his wish because he didn't get his Mm -hmm. son or he didn't get a real boy. Mm -hmm. And then for him to reiterate that, you know, I wished for exactly who you are and that's a good uh, good message. Yeah. Yeah. It can translate into so many things like that, which is why, mm-hmm. like the change, actually makes more sense. I actually yeah, did, and laugh. I thought it was very storybooky. Like, yeah. I think that if I could change anything about the movie, I would make it lean more into the storybook side. And I think ending it with that, like, fable illustration or whatever it was, kind of brought that home. Yeah, as much as it could for how the movie went. I was going to say, I, I did laugh, too, like, when he was like, you did all that. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good line. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was, it was more than I've done in my life. life. He's only been gone. Yeah, he's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. So. Okay. Well, I think you've gotten a good sense of what our thoughts are in the film. There's a few more things we want to talk about about Disney's direction on these uh, some of these live-action remakes. But before we go into that, let's, let's end um, the segment with just talking about where we landed with our star reviews. And we're going to start with you, Jill. What did you rate this film um, from one to five stars? I'm so bad at stars. Two stars? I would say two. Two and a half. And okay. A half. All right. What about you, Marco? What would you rate this? One and a half. All right, uh, James. It's more than I thought you would give. Uh, two, two out of five. Yeah, and I too gave it two, two out of five as well. So you can tell everybody feels a bit meh about the movie. Um, there's there's some redeeming qualities from a story perspective, I guess, if you really read into it. But but I think from an actual <laughs> film perspective, a lot of us feel a little disappointed and was kind of left wanting more from it. All right, that's the end of the podcast there. Podcast number 133. Thank you, Jill, so much for joining us. Let's face it. We're probably going to review fucking Little Mermaid. (laughs) I mean, if you want to be. Don't worry, I'll bring the enthusiasm. As long as you want to be here. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to. Disney and Timothy Chalamet, I got you covered. Yeah, or either that or the cannibal movie with Timothy Timothy Chalamet. We'll probably see you soon (laughs) for one of these. Regardless, though, all jokes aside, thank you so much for joining us for this one. Good to have you back. Hopefully it could have been a better movie next time, of course. For all our listeners, of course, thank you for listening. Feedback, response, reviews. Marco, let them know how they can reach us. You can check us out on the Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Make sure to follow, share, listen to your thoughts, your opinions. We'll listen to you. I promise. It's God's honor. Also, if you use 
Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Newsly. Smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. If this is your first time checking us out, thank you for the listen. We hope you stay with us for the long run. Make sure you hack your friends' and family's phones and um, subscribe to us on any one of those outlets. With a top-tier review for every single one of them. (laughs) Yes, please leave five stars. I am going to see if... Download them all. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Go wild. Thanks, uh, Marco. Uh, Tune in next time for episode 134. We have not done... I don't think we've done a marathon in a while, actually. So we are bringing it back because of the popularity of the Rings of Power. Uh, we're going to split these up, though, because these movies are pretty long. So tune in next time for episode 134. We will be reviewing the Hobbit Extended Cut Trilogy. Yes. So until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this time, Jill. Have a great one. <laughs>